With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's Comic Cast time. And you can tell by the lack of singing that there is no Jong Lee today. But that's okay. He'll be back soon enough. But for now, I have a good friend of the podcast joining me today. And we're talking all things trailers. Because, you know, we love trailers. I can do this all day. This is Comic Cast on PodcastArena.com. Here's your geeks, John Lee and Michael Carroll. Oh, hello there, Internet. It is another edition of Comic Cast, but as you can tell, there's no John Lee today. He's taking a break, a much needed rest. So I have called in friend and frequent contributor to the podcast, David Ramon. David, how are you? I am actually really blessed right now because little did I know waking up this morning that I was going to get a message from you saying, hey, can you come do this? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> how, how soon? How fast do I need to be up there? And now I'm here. So, th- yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a raw like take, I guess, on everything because usually, you know, you, you give me a little day. Of yeah, I get, I, like we that. set this up in advance. I'm not saying this was super last minute, but this was super last minute. Yeah, exactly <laughs> last minute. Like, but not Junk's last. fault. It's more of me and scheduling. Oh, your not. fault. Yeah, it's all my fault. <laughs> I, I'll totally take blame. <laughs> um, but if you're listening to this right now, you can uh, obviously you can catch this podcast anywhere you get your podcast from: iTunes, Google Play, uh, Radio Public, Castbox, Spotify, Stitcher, and PodcastArena.com. And while you're there, please leave us a rating. Hopefully five stars because you like us okay. I mean, you know. If you took the time to listen to y'all, you know what I'm saying? they must like you. I hope so. I hope so. Um, and then you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at producer Mike975. And David, where are you at? I am at Gacho Dominguez, and that is on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, I guess at producer Mike975 for everything. You can find me anywhere except for Pen pinterest or whatever what is it Pin- uh, pinterest pinterest yeah oh, I, I you don't, don't got you don't like pinterest I don't, I don't have a Pinterest. i only had pinterest for one time because i was trying to find a new haircut <laughs> <laughs> and uh let's check really, out pinterest and yeah. see what's going on there yeah. uh, also uh, a lot of good uh cooking stuff on there too uh, that's true i, I had a tumbler a tumbler oh, wow. a tumbler and you know i kind of feel like that's kind of phased away but yeah. you know a tumbler actually was really dope because there was a lot of things on tumblr that you really wouldn't find anywhere you know? a lot of adult content too. Adult, well now no more right yeah no more they said no more <laughs> and tumblr's well, like what else are we gonna do i don't exactly. know we can't stand out anymore <laughs> so today i mean 
Well, if you listen to the last podcast, we talked about Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. which real quick, uh, what did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? It, it was everything that I wanted, to be honest. And I guess, you know, you always want to know those filler comments and everything. Even if you go way, way, way back whenever we saw like the little snippet of uh, Peter Parker getting sprayed with the water and all the mm-hmm. little things and stuff like that. And I remember saying that the the area where that happened looked a little weird and it looked like it was maybe in Italy and, uh-huh. uh, and this, the columns and everything like that. So that, you know, knowing that, that, that made me feel good. That did a little inside, <laughs> yes. you know, investigation. Right. Uh, but everything else, of course, like when it came to this, the, the whole mechanics of everything and this, the story that's kind of building, it, it, it's really fun. And also mm-hmm. like Jake Gyllenhaal, like let's, yeah. let's, give, let's give him a round of applause. Good job. I think Jake Gyllenhaal for the longest time, at least for me and maybe a lot of other people, was kind of fun to make fun of him, right? And whenever you hear initial stories of like, oh, this person's going to be cast as this person, you're always real quick to kind of shoot the gun off at whatever mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind. But in all honesty, whenever I did hear about Jake really taking on this role, and it was all rumors, of course, speculations mm-hmm. when you first hear about it, I was like, okay, uh, let's, let's, let's see what, what happens. Because I really feel like whenever you enter the Marvel Universe, it's almost like forget about whatever you just did in the past. If we know if you're a good actor or you can really handle that well, I think you can really bring it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Jake, I think, has emerged. I mean, he's been one of the more consistent actors in Hollywood for years. Oh, he makes he's, money. Yeah. He's a stellar. I mean, if you watched his performance in Prisoners or in Nightcrawler or anything no, like that. No, Nightcrawler was really good, yes. It was really good. So to bring that caliber to a possible villain role, mm-hmm. well, Looks like a hero, but is a villain. I don't know. There's and you a lot know what? I, I think that's the really cool thing about some uh, trailers, especially when it comes to Marvel and a lot of these uh, entities that kind of want to mm-hmm. tease the 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 what ifs or we don't know just yet or just the things that are going to have us doing this right yeah, now, right? Exactly. Like to, to have to uh, keep on going with these conversations. But the ending of that trailer, yes, like just to show off the powers. And this is the thing too, like. We need to know what, you know, Mysterio, what, you know, where he's going to get his powers. And mm-hmm. I was trying to, you know, do the wiki when you, you know, go through all the other characters mm-hmm. who have uh, taken the mantle or I guess the fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, the fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, who, who have uh, been under the uh, the bowl, sort of say. But <laughs> and they kind of have different, you know, areas where they kind of came from. So it's going to be interesting to see, interesting to see who is he. I think he's supposed to be Quentin Beck. Okay. I think he's supposed to be the main. Okay. I think uh, so. He did, obviously hasn't really been confirmed. I, I definitely wouldn't be mad if they, if it was like a newer person. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Or maybe he took the mantle, like was a second person. Just like remember when Atman was coming out, we mm-hmm. all thought he was going to be Hank Pym, you know? So mm-hmm. just those little things that kind of may be reminiscent of where he came from. So like you said, you know, we don't know just yet. There's going to be a lot of questions, but also mm-hmm. this is a good trailer just because it has us talking and we don't know everything just yet. So and there's that's always a good thing. And there's a lot of rumors that he might have worked with Nick Fury in the past. And, huh. he, you know, he's coming back in a way to present himself to be the hero. So um, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of things we're looking forward to with mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home. And, and also just just the, all the villains that we know of right now. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of already see where the buildup is kind of going. Like especially if, you, if you're really heavy into Spider-Man lore, you already know like, okay, we already seen the Vulture. Stereo, okay, it's kind of coming together for the villains, if anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are you that, saying Sinister Six, my friend? Y- yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to point to. And the thing of uh, the beautiful thing about that is, is that we get to kind of speculate, but also, is this like if you're Marvel, how do you have all these characters that you're building towards to and not kind of do that? 
Yeah, exactly. You know, so like it maybe it's going to be a, you know, a beautiful beginning of something or maybe they'll take a whole left turn that we never seen. So I, I think as of right now, the Spider-Man is is right now in the driver's seat when it comes to the Marvel. And just to know that, you know, of course, the new phases are coming along and everything like mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a new brand new start for them. Yeah, I think him and Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa are going to mm-hmm. lead the way for the new new phases. The interesting thing, too, is it's like we all kind of know and, and even uh, was it Chris Evans, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I guess coming on and this is the thing, too. I'm pretty sure a lot of those guys didn't even know what they're really getting themselves into, like physically, mentally no. and everything that came with it. Of course, Can't I know imagine that they would. Yeah, of course, because this is the first time it was really yeah. happening. So, I mean, as their knowledge, I mean, of course, Chris Evans was, you know, part of the Fantastic Four. So he <laughs> kind of maybe thought like, OK, it'll, it'll be something like that. And those kind of movies don't really go that far. But mm-hmm. let's just see how, where this takes me and to know where he kind of stands, you know, emotionally on acting and, mm-hmm. and everything he does, which isn't a bad thing. Like you're only human. Um, of course, if you're not really a person that likes to be outgoing and doing all the, you know, uh, I guess, you know, whenever you do the uh, first time previews of all these mm-hmm. in other countries and doing all the media stuff that you have to do when it comes to movies like this, it, it's really it's hard on the soul, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for so, sure. So just to know that, you know, millions and maybe billions of people will mm-hmm. be watching your movies and kind of going through and knowing this, like it's going to take a wear and tear. But for someone as young as those two that you just said, mm-hmm. it's going to be inter- interesting to see where they go, you know. Oh, for sure. Further. Yeah. So, it, you know, of course, you know, whenever Avengers comes out, we'll have a lot more questions. But this is the the beautiful yet almost, uh, I guess, a pro and con whenever we live in today. Because think about in the 90s where we were really shunned from, like, mm-hmm. everything Hollywood. We didn't know information. Mm-hmm. So just to know that, you know, okay, the way the um, Avengers kind of ended lastly, but now, you know, we're going through Endgame now. Mm-hmm. Then just to know that, yes, a Spider-Man movie will be taking place later on. So, yeah, like, and supposedly minutes after Endgame. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're in a realm of we know, but we don't know. We just got to have to figure out where it's going. Because it's almost like comics. Like, whenever a series ends or you kind of know, like, another issue or maybe someone's going to get a new number one but maybe in the, in the same kind of continuity of everything mm-hmm. is really confusing yet satisfying because you know the story is not going to end but you just know it's ending in a different way marvel the marvel universe is like a family-friendly live action comic yes every yes. time you see it yes. and it's really cool and, and now like of course we talk about like the whole dc spectrum of things mm-hmm. and no we know how actors have this weird way especially henry cavill and and Ben Affleck, we kind of don't know. They're kind of like in this limbo area. Yeah. And now we're just like, so how do we fix that? What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. And it's almost the opposite of what's going on with Marvel, of course. But is this, I hate that we know too much sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And especially doing like this type of podcast, it can take away some of the surprise out of it. Yes. But it's still fun. It's, it's still, still fun, fun to talk about all this. Fun. Yeah, it's still fun. <laughs> uh, but, oh, and going back to your Sinister Sixth point, I mean, we did see the uh, supposed Scorpion yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end. It, mm-hmm. I mean, they had Vulture, Shocker, and Scorpion all in the same film. Exactly. I can't imagine Mysterio is the only one. And I mean, yeah, there is the Elementals, but is it Mysterio behind those? I don't know. We, maybe, well, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we, we still know. don't know so much. But also just to know how the last series of uh, Spider-Man movies ended off. That was the whole buildup, and we thought that that was going to go a little further than what it did. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's all up to our imagination as of right now yeah. uh, to see, you know, where it goes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's just enjoy the ride for, you know, I guess our ignorance is a bliss as of right now. <laughs> and speaking of rides, 
we were taken on a ride before this <laughs> podcast because we were talking like when I was texting you this morning or messaging you this morning, um, you know, one of the trailers that I wanted to talk about because it's heavy trailer day, by the way, people. Yeah. Uh, we, me and Jong didn't get to get into a lot of the trailers that we wanted to. And since the podcast, since Tuesday's podcast, it's only increased in the number of trailers <laughs> <laughs> because this morning, the John Wick chapter three trailer dropped. Oh, and it's comic book related. He has a comic book. John Wick, there's the book, so read yeah, it. Yeah. So, <laughs> also, I just want to talk about John Wick because, yeah. man, that trailer was. What did you think, David? I was excited. What did you think? On initial, uh, uh, my initial thought was, yeah, the the amazingness, but also the goosebumps I got because yeah. I mean, first of all, we, we you have really good sound in here. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that, one. It helps. So, 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 so to, to hear the actual horse, uh, horses galloping, mm-hmm. and you know, and the the engine and the and the motorcycle and, and all the little different things, of course, to really drive get get the blood flowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, all that was there, but also just a continuation of the last story. We it starts out if, for the people who I guess people will eventually see it, but it kind of starts out where two ends where he's kind of running with the dog. And, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of knows what's really on his head and what's really going to you know transpire pretty soon. But also the video that you showed me the other day, like <laughs> it's going to stand out to me because <laughs> low key Keanu doesn't get enough credit for what he does and for him to handle all this machinery. And like I said, I I used to work in a sporting goods store for six years. I used mm-hmm. to count all the goods, check them. And your first initial thing to do when you're doing this is, yeah, you're, you're going to like you're not about to play with it, of course. Like, no, you know, yeah, but yeah, you're about to take the magazine out. You're about to, you know, mm-hmm. pretend like you're reloading. You're going to do things right. These guns and and this you know heavy machinery is not nothing lightly to play with. Like no. you know they, they you know they take some time and effort for you to actually learn a lot of the process and try to like at least get equipped with it. And you know there's so many brands that do different things. So to understand that he knows what he's doing and was trained by actual marksmen, like best in the world marksmen, mm-hmm. and everything that he does is actually something that was taught to him because some of the the movements and flowing that I saw from. Uh, two and one at first i wasn't really sure just because i mean yeah i handled guns before but i don't know how to definitely like 100%, do all that yeah, yeah you know i don't know how to flip a magazine out and catch it and do all the craziness yeah but also when it comes to just being very uh i guess, I guess you know just, just uh, the know-how of how to you know kind of move around and kind of mm-hmm. you know the movements and everything i thought it was all 100 beautiful like yeah, it was, know, it, yeah. it was a perfect build up to this trailer and whenever this movie does come out, yeah, it's going to be one of those movies that I'm going to treat like a Marvel movie. I'm going to go to the <laughs> Thursday 7 o'clock showing. If I get an email that I can see it ahead of time, I'm definitely going to take it. You know, I'm going to go submerge myself into well, it. Well, if it feels too like a rated R comic book. I mean, the, there's a scene in the trailer that dropped this morning where he's on a motorcycle and behind him are like six motorcycles that pull out katanas. <laughs> Like that, if that doesn't scream comic book to yeah. me, I don't know what else does. I but, mean, it's great. But also, it kind of goes to show you what universe that he's in because yeah. I, I think, um, for example, like I, I try to put this into regular, like normal spectrum of things. For example, uh, the the cop that keeps showing up and to ask him that knows him by first name yeah. and ask him if he's still working. He's still working. So. <laughs> the, the, the fact that the police and, and like this is a known thing that there's these people out there that know this and live by this and the fact that they don't get involved yeah and, and this is like a, all of the bigger thing that makes his ethos like e- even more great just because you find out that everyone respects him and like you know really want to yeah hunt him down for that 14 million dollars that bounty on his head but also like that's your life too at stake mm-hmm. uh but also something i want to point out is the new cast that will be joining uh yeah 
Halle Berry, of course, and that's something we've been knowing for a mm-hmm. while. Uh, but the team up, I didn't know if she was going to be good, bad, or maybe killing them. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I saw some pictures where they were walking together, but still, no. I, I don't know what the relationship is there. Uh-huh. What's like, why is she the only one trying not to kill him? Yeah, you know and I mean? also he would be the guy with the team of German shepherds with him too as well, <laughs> so great. which is amazing because we see John Wick as, and yeah, if you've seen the first one, we know about his wife, know about the the dog from the first one, mm-hmm. and we know that, yes, he does have a heart, yeah. you know, that, that that is still there even though he's doing all these wrong things. But just to know that, yeah, there's some kind of special place that you can be special in John Wick's heart if you are a canine. <laughs> right, <laughs> and I, I think that's, Going back to what you're saying about like the 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 lore that's surrounding it, that's what made the first one so like I think different. It, there's there's a lot of lore here that we really don't know, and a lot of um, mythology to John Wick, and they treated him like the boogeyman, and mm-hmm. like he was this almost otherworldly being. He killed three men with a pencil. Yeah, <laughs> son, three men yeah. pencil. Exactly. And like the descriptions of him and everything, and what he does in the first one, and even in the second one, they expanded the lore, expanded the world to where you kind of see it more in Ian McShane and and Lawrence Fishburne popping up, and like there's so much to this world that we really don't know. But what I love is they're not like sitting there explaining everything to you. Yeah. It's kind of leaving you the breadcrumbs to kind of let you figure it out. I think that's one of the appeals of it. And then and for those who don't remember in the last one, he kills, oh God, I forget the villain's name, but he kills the guy in the continental. And that's one of the rules you don't break. Yeah. 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 And Ian McShane puts the, gives him an hour head start. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To, and it seems like it happens minutes after that. And yeah. It seems to, this film seems to be happening right when his hour start is is happening um, because he's counting down on the clock three, two, one um, for when it, the the hunt for John Wick begins. And also to add another name on there, uh, I, I'm sorry if I butcher his name, but Mark DeCascos, the Iron Chef, oh. <laughs> that, <laughs> the host of Iron Chef. That was uh, surprising to see him in that trailer. Yeah. I mean, I know he's done action stuff before. I've seen him in older he, movies. He's actually, I'm reading his wiki right now, and hopefully this is true, but he was actually a Kung Fu champion between the ages of 7 and 18, which I believe, and I'm seeing scrolling down, and I see his training whenever he was a younger, like younger. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, he's definitely one. Of, he was in Cradle to the Grave. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> that's one of the movies. I remember he was like the villain in that. So it's like, 
I know we get used to seeing I cuisine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know we get used to seeing that. <laughs> That's actually a good look for him, though. The fact that he can just be this action hero or villain or whatever in any movie, but also can calm it down and go to Iron Chef and yeah. still have that same intensity, but when it comes to food. Because right. <laughs> who doesn't love that, though? Like, I, I, Iron Chef, to me, is one of, like, one of those guilty pleasures I have because I do love the, you know, everything Food Network. But also, and, and yeah, they have to know the ingredient beforehand. You don't just, okay, let me go grab that, you know, those uh, filet fish and I want to do I'm this. I'm just think of five uh, meals in like two seconds yeah. that I'm going to make with yeah. all these ingredients. Yeah. They have sous, to know. Sous chefs have to know. Yeah, you know? somebody got to know. But I mean, I know what you're just, doing, Iron it, Chef. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's adding everything to this universe. And I feel that in the first one, I think they're kind of playing with the, you know, playing with John Wick and see, you know, where can this take us? Mm-hmm. And first of all, yes, casting Keanu Reeves at the time was, you know, probably the best idea they can come with because mm-hmm. his, his stature where he's like, you know, you, we know what he can bring to the table, but also the fact that, you know, let's not let him talk so much. Let... Let the, you know, his killing and everything do the talking. The physicality of his performance do the talking. Because, I mean, he can give a stellar physical performance. Oh, yeah. You know, just by look the looks and everything and the movement. And that's one of the great things about John Wick. And I think is more appealing than most action films is the takes and the because he's doing a lot of the stuff like you don't have to have a stunt double and have to have a bunch of edits to edit around your star you see John Wick doing a lot of the stuff and you it's believable that he is John Wick and that he is this master assassin that can't be almost stopped. I mean, he took out like a whole, like, I don't know, 40 people in that museum or whatever in the yeah. last one. <laughs> and he took out all those dudes that invaded his house. And in I think it was the first one or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, that was, that was actually, but I, I was kind of surprised that he didn't know anyone was in the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To begin with, but also, yeah, the, the scene, the museum scene, even the scene where he's like in that, underground tunnel like area they when he kind of put all the guns oh yeah he sets up all the weapons to for his escape and everything Uh, i mean the the whole thing like to me like yes it screams comic book but also like it it paints a picture of a whole new world and kind of shows how someone can build on top of this oh yeah for you know like or you know someone can go out the ordinary and kind of make movies like this where yes they are bloody and they're kind of you know I, i guess it's not like maybe the the family fun film that it's you don't want friendly, yeah. at all. But no, at the no. same time, like there's going to be a group, a big, big percentage of people that are going to enjoy something like this, especially when you have good actors. But there's also like an art aspect to it. I mean, it oh, sounds yeah. weird, but you know what I mean? But, you know, like there's I mean, it's behind orchestral music yes. and oh, no, the, no, the totally cinematography right. is all i mean it's i was it's, just about to notice how when, when the trailer begins it's the overview shot of new york and mm-hmm. you see the neat the bright neon lights the color just pops it's amazing all the not just the trailers but just even the uh all the media ads and everything for the posters like all mm-hmm. of them are very vivid and bright at the same time dark it's almost like if a dc uh <laughs> <laughs> dc artist did all this but it, it's in a beautiful way where it's where it's darkness yet bright light you mm-hmm. know maybe john wick is that little bright light in the darkness sort of right speak. but it, it is goes to show you that they're making something beautiful and yes you're right you're totally right because think about in the second one they're in a museum you hear a lot of classical music it's, in the background. It's just so it's it's it, it's amazing the the how far off they are. Like you know, he's straight up murdering these people, yeah. these bad guys. But it, it's in a classical setting. It's set to this nice music. I always find I don't know for me. I always find it fascinating when movies 
set up something so sinister behind a happy song. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? It, it, that's always great, though. You know, right? I like, like I don't know. It's just it's so eerie, or like a happy, like Merry Christmas song, and then there's like something dark happening in the background or whatever. I think that's always like the uh, the the tones where they try to uh, eliminate a lot of things. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think it'll be different if John Wick. It'll be a different tone if John Wick was. Uh, killing people to like heavy metal yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it was, i feel like it would set up a different tone to it and and the tone for this works well well maybe and also i think the biggest thing too is what what you're saying too is that it, it's the tone because maybe it's like something that's so natural to them mm-hmm. so like all the music in the natural setting mm-hmm. is just what they go through every day and also i wonder if we'll see common again i don't know if we'll see him so i'm i'm on the uh the imdb for mm-hmm. john wick three and uh he wait 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 for it wait for it i don't see him yeah what on on the googles uh <laughs> on the as googles as our jose Petito would say <laughs> uh he came up on, on the casting list but i just don't see it as of right now i wonder if it's gonna be like something kept quiet because actually, I'm looking for a certain actor. The reason why I pulled up this was because I see another actor that was a part of that, like mm-hmm. for a split second. Mm-hmm. And I was actually trying to find him and look for his name, but I can't even find him. So I think they had a lot of, you know, trying to keep a lot of people on the wraps. But mm-hmm. one person that kind of stood out to me while I was looking at this casting, Robin Lord Taylor. And if oh, people yeah. don't know him, he's the penguin yeah, from Gotham. That's right. Uh, so props for him for kind of being able to flex his, you know, I guess. Uh, muscle when it comes to him being a you know villain and now going to the big screen because mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of people who are like in these type of movies or uh, the last movie it was um batwoman oh uh, ruby rose ruby rose yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it, it all these kind of things kind of go hand in hand these action thriller flicks that uh, has mm-hmm. a lot to do with she killings was great. and she, she, was she, great. she was great she was great yeah in, in the last movie and you know the one thing i do appreciate about john wick is that the the really good actors that are really good at the talking mm-hmm. they're the ones doing the talking like the ian mcshane uh or ian mcshane ian yeah, McShane, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he's the one that's really like kind of gauging the whole conversation and you hear his voice mostly through this whole trailer mm-hmm. uh and exactly even though we didn't get that much lawrence fishburne in the mm-hmm. last movie just to have him and kind of reeves together again in a movie like that's to me like i think all the geeks you know are just like oh that's cool oh, you know so cool. i'm pretty sure they're really good friends <laughs> you know like all the little things about red that pill, red, yeah. red pill blue pill uh. <laughs> so like the, all those little things and i'm glad like those people are definitely highlighted when it comes to like all the commentary in the movie i also want to point out you know he has his dog at the beginning when yeah. he starts his journey um you know being excommunicado yeah. but then at the end of the trailer he has two german shepherds yes what happened to the dog it, okay so did someone do it that, again I, i'll i'll be hate like I'll be mad, but also it sets the tone because think about after the first movie where the puppy dies and you, you definitely see it. And John Wick wakes up in the days and the puppy's right mm-hmm. next to him. And he knows like there's no like the puppy's just laying here with me. Like yeah. he knows on instant whenever he he you know wakes up that that's what's happening. But also like if it's in, in good taste to kind of fuel him, then I kind of understand. Mm-hmm. But also what happened in the second movie he went to the hotel even though i know he ain't supposed to be there anymore <laughs> but i'm pretty sure someone looks after the dog like, yeah, right 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 because yeah. by the time he gets to holly berry's char- character which i'm mm-hmm. reading that her name is sophia mm-hmm. uh she has the german shepherds right yeah yeah exactly so those are her german shepherds and those are kind of like you know 
her uh, side pieces right there, and, and they have their team up. So, I mean, like I, like we said earlier, like, of course, he would be on the team with the dogs, and that is, adds way more. But where does a horse come from? Like, I don't know where the horse, a horse in the city. Like, yeah. okay, in Houston, that happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you it's know true. What I'm saying? We, we see horses all the time in all of our different neighborhoods, right? Even I saw one in my backyard. Exactly. <laughs> so, even if you live within 610 in Houston, like, you're going to see a horse, and that's yeah. fine. But in New York City, like, there's, there's not a lot of horses. I don't nope. have to say that. Nope. I assume he steals a carriage or something. Something at some point <laughs> becomes um, almost a western. I don't know what happens, but it lo- that was one of the most crazy stills that they released from sh- from the uh, shooting of yeah. uh, John Wick Chapter Three. It's like he's riding a horse, but it, it, I don't it, know. I, it's one of those things where if you were to see it, you can almost like really say something bad about it because like, oh my god, that's so stupid. He's riding a horse. But <laughs> if you're into the whole John Wick everything, you also understand that this man uses anything that's within his reach. And able to you know get him where he needs to go, so it makes all the perfect sense. Also, can we point out the name is John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum, which I didn't know what Parabellum is, so I had to look it up, and it's a type of semi-automatic pistol or machine gun. Huh. Interesting. It, very interesting. So well, it makes me wonder: is that going to be the weapon of choice? I, or he does maybe, come out of that vault towards the end in that final kind of ch- shot, and he's got that larger weapon. There's there's a scene where he throws an assault rifle at somebody and he threw us an assault rifle <laughs> and, and I, I was just and while that we were watching that trailer I told you that's very effective yeah like, those things ain't light like no. that's at least what like maybe like forty some pounds is getting hurled at you uh, yeah. of metal you know just and hitting then the you force right in of the it face. Mm-hmm. definitely could kill someone if you throw that right directly at somebody <laughs> yeah so Freak. just whenever like I hear people getting pistol whip and people be like oh at least he didn't shot no like that that hurts that's, that's very going to be very much painful it would freak shot. me out yeah, exactly <laughs> well, speaking of yeah I think you compared it at, at some point I don't know if you said it on air but uh going from John Wick to the John Wick of the Marvel Universe yeah <laughs> the Punisher yeah Punisher season two trailer drops uh, well, it actually dropped last week, but we haven't gotten a, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Um, and also, uh, Punisher comes out tomorrow mm. on Netflix. Um, but Punisher season two trailer dropped last week. I enjoyed it. I just have in the back of my head all the critical reviews that I've seen as of late that said it's it's a rough, terrible season. Ah. So I can't put that out of my head, and I'm concerned for Punisher. But what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was okay. Okay, on, on initial watch, I, I definitely did think it was it, it was reminiscent of everything I believe what is Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a lot of the story being built up. Of course, you know, we see the villain. And I think a lot of people will, especially when you had a movie with him already, even though it has nothing to do with the series. Oh, Punisher Warzone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I mean, whenever you know about the villain and it, he doesn't have the full, full, like, feel of the villain, which is always fine to me. I hate when people kind of want to jump the gun and be like, oh, he doesn't even look like Jigsaw. He doesn't have no not enough scars. And, you know, they kind of want to, uh, you know, I guess attack the the quite obvious. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you read comic books, a lot of these villains and characters take a lot of time to grow. Like, they don't just come out the woodworks and they're already who they are. And that's that character building is always fine with me. But also, the, the, the one thing, and just like you said about, you know, the, the reviews and everything. So, I haven't had no time to look at any reviews. Mm-hmm. But the obvious things that we do know is about what stands with the rest of the Marvel Netflix series. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that really stands out to me is just that 
is this going to be an ending for him? Is this going to be, you know, something they won't at least tease next? Because mm-hmm. then it gets to the point where you're teasing me for no reason. Because yeah. there's no way that I see a Punisher series still somehow being a thing while you just canceled everything else. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's the, the I guess, the really messed up part about it. Uh, I don't really enjoy or like about it. But if it, when it comes to just this trailer and we've seen a lot of the action, very John Wickish. Yeah, very John Wickish. <laughs> we're, we're seeing Punisher being the person that he needs to be and acting the way that we expect him to act. So everything about the trailer, I actually enjoy and love. Even the ending where he hands uh, old girl the money mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, that's not obvious. You know, right. <laughs> full of blood and, you know, possibly mm-hmm. smells like lead or well, whatever the case is. But we we this first of all the actor who plays um punisher john Bernthal. yeah everything about him and his demeanor fits this character and it kind of sucks because like you said we know the outcome of all the other series mm-hmm. and this is this might be the last time that we get to see him so we don't know we're, we're just not in the know as of right now yeah so the thing about it is i'm really taking it for what it is and i'm not going to be really critical when it comes to this because i really enjoy the whole marvel and netflix the whole companionship when it comes mm-hmm. to this I, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm not sure because, of course, you know, these critics, they have a lot of things on their own mind. That's the true. way they, they uh, analyze different things. But if it's true to what he is and uh, you see a little action from time to time, because also season one, it wasn't to where, like, he definitely built what this series was going to be because it wasn't just nonstop action the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it dealt with a lot of, you know, not just companionship, but also mental capabilities of people PTSD. I mean, yeah it went into a lot to where it was almost reminiscent of what a lot of people go through today mm-hmm. and also was very real life in a way yes we saw a whole bunch of shooting and killings and everything <laughs> but everything in between was something that resonates with a lot of people still yeah the 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 soldier aspect the veteran yeah. aspect and coming back and not being really taken care of by the country almost being thrown off like nothing mm-hmm. i mean that happens day to day and i think punisher did a a great job of highlighting the struggles that certain soldiers have yeah and um same thing with i mean punisher he his tragedy comes from a more comic book angle with Mm -hmm. his family and stuff and the whole conspiracy and everything but still like that waking up every morning at 3 a.m or the the constant nightmares and stuff like that that happens to normal people day to day that have gone to war and have toured and and it it it's a it's it was done in a way to make you realize oh yeah they're going through this in a, in such a tough way mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily get heard you know people are almost like brushing them off like oh they'll be fine or whatever yeah, and they exactly. really need help and those groups uh, and I forget the character's name the guy who led the the his the, friend right yeah, yeah his friend I think it was Curtis okay yeah yeah. yeah. And he, I loved Curtis. He was so he was great in the first season. So having him kind of try and help uh, Frank in the first season was, and almost have him try and talk out his problems and everything was. I thought it was done well, and and I enjoyed that that relationship. And I'm really curious to see how it expands in the next season, especially because he was helping Frank towards the end of it, mm-hmm. um, and realizing what Frank was all all up to, <laughs> um, and then going to just Frank Castle what brings him back because he seemed like pretty like okay i did what i needed to do i took out the people that you know hurt my family yeah but is it solely billy russo coming back that brings him out of it or does he like it mentions in the beginning yeah i was about to say yeah she mentions like you seem to enjoy it yeah so is it 
Billy that draws him back, or is it more of just the the thrill of the the attack? It, it looks from it that he he needed a reason, right? Yeah, he needed a reason to be the way that he wanted to be because it. it in all cases, it definitely looked like he wanted to step away from everything. But of course, when you know season two's coming, it's going to yeah, something's going to pull you back in. <laughs> something's about to, to happen. But also, I think with the reemergence of Jigsaw and like all those you know old ghosts kind of coming back to kind of haunt him, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be a segue to where that chick that he saves was definitely going to be one of the reasons why it kind of gets back to him. Mm-hmm. So or gets back to Jigsaw, I should say. So, yes, it was a reason for him to, <laughs> to kind of like, yeah, get into that mode again. But also, I think that there was definitely more reasoning than we know than just Punisher wanting to be the Punisher. Right. You exactly. know, so I think whenever the story builds, you know, it, we'll definitely figure out and find out why he's doing it. But I think overall, it's just really, really, really going to be upsetting when you go into the last episode and whatever it takes you because of course daredevil the way daredevil ends you kind of see bullseye kind of becoming bullseye yeah you know so comic book version of bullseye so like the bullseye you're kind of waiting for the whole time but the whole build-up of everything was very much needed to really create that person so Mm -hmm. it's really going to be interesting to see where all these characters go uh we kind of already know that they're definitely in the marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. just in their own kind of way not even being you know anywhere compared to the movies yeah but it's nice to know that still happens in that in that world i'll I'll definitely like to call them like the marvel knights of the uh the movie cinema universe cinematic universe uh even though we're talking about it earlier before we started recording like when you think of war zone and what that kind of brought to the table it definitely did set a tone and was different for a comic book movie at the time and mm-hmm. I, I yeah that was way before like the whole disney thing happened oh yeah way before and, and they, the fact that they kind of had a little bit more leeway and they could have done more things and they're mm-hmm. just kind of free I, sh- I should say of doing a lot so the whole i'll say marvel and netflix like whole combination was definitely needed because it brought a lot of raw and grit to a real life universe because, of course, that's not the stuff you're going to be able to see, you know, in the big right. screen, of course. And I understand that. But also, I think this part of the the nasty part of the cinematic universe is definitely well needed, not just to make money in their own different way, but also make the cinematic universe more real realistic. Yeah. If you think about it, it's more grounded. Yeah. More, more grounded in a sense. I mean, minus the whole ninjas and coming <laughs> back from the dead and whatnot. But, uh, but of the series, Punisher is probably the most realistic in a sense uh-huh. because of the the soldiers and and just i mean you're not seeing guys with like light beams coming out of their hands or anything like exactly, that it's, yeah. it's straight up like fist fights and, and blood and, mm-hmm. and everything and man the the first season was so was man it was graphic very it was, uh, be prepared so i can only imagine for season two um also uh josh stewart he is part of the cast and he is playing uh, i believe his name is john pilgrim He's the guy with the looks like a reverend. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like a right alt wing extremist type dude. Wow. So it might be a combination of him and Billy Russo's characters as being the main big bads for season two. Um I don't know that there's a comic book counterpart to Pilgrim. I haven't seen one or I, I don't remember one. Um and then with Billy Russo, rumor is he's not gonna be necessarily called Jigsaw. Until, like you said, they don't, they're not right off the bat Jigsaw or whoever they are. He's probably going to build up to it. I mean, we didn't call Kingpin really Kingpin until season three. Exactly. So he kind of, he was just Wilson Fisk up until season three, and we saw that growth. And if we had more time with Punisher, ideally, we'd probably see the growth of Billy Russo to really 
embrace the jigsaw name mm-hmm. um i don't know that we will get to see it because i think a week later come january 25th all right punisher season three canceled yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the writing's on the wall which is disappointing but i'm still like i'm still looking forward to to punisher season two are you going to try and binge a lot of it over the weekend uh you know what it's probably going to be one of those things that i'll, I'll, I'll kind of want to sit on it for a little bit because i don't want it to end too fast but if I hear something that is ending, uh, yeah, I'll probably just go through it. Yeah. But And I think that what might be the initial process. I think they probably might wait two weeks or, or whatever the case was. Because it, it was pretty quick after they released a Luke Cage and, and everything else yeah. that it kind of kind of happened pretty soon. So Especially the Daredevil one. Daredevil one, the cancellation happened like three weeks later mm-hmm. or two or three weeks later. Like they, they let all that, you know, uh, you know, initial binging kind of mm-hmm. go through and let the, you know, kind of people kind of get soaked into it. But we still really don't know just yet. Yeah, that, we, I mean, no idea. That, that's the thing. I'm pretty sure maybe some of the actors might have a heads up on some things that might be going on because it's the way how some of those other series kind of ended. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I know the whole uh disney you know uh, fox and everything you know that too as well but this is the new streaming service oh yeah the streaming service uh and i kind of think that you know a show like this definitely wouldn't be on nothing called disney no 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 no. so that just leaves in a more of a you know a limbo to me yeah anything that part of that disney and fox and disney streaming and everything part of that hulu's probably going to get a lot of more uh, hulu's going to get a lot more mature stuff that disney produces on that platform because now disney is a majority owner of that okay yeah so i mean that might be a whole nother way for them to try to execute a lot of these so i think that'll definitely work well and also uh i do see a i guess a comic book snippet of john pilgrim uh-huh. so he's definitely from somewhere in the comic books so it'll be interesting to see you know where that kind of takes you yeah i wonder what, if they go with a comic accurate interpretation or do they adapt him for the times because i mean i think it's interesting that you pick an alt right wing you know yeah. <laughs> extremist person especially in around now um I'm, so it's definitely for a reason though. yeah I, like, I feel like there's yeah there's something and we'll see obviously more in the story um but that punisher season two comes out tomorrow check it out on netflix um but there's something that's gonna come out not for a while probably not well i know not for, until summer 2020 that we just learned about yesterday that i was I thought I was like following a fake account or something and that, you know, got bamboozled. I got bamboozled <laughs> by a, a fake Wardenowski. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the other you day. Got a fake woes tell you some fake Somebody news? retweeted it. I was like, oh, snap. And then, and then I, sure enough, I went to the page. I was like, oh. <laughs> Ah, I did. I was doing so on, good man. about gotta, not getting. You got to know the chick. Yeah, I got. Man, I was. Did he doing have so the good. same avatar though? Is he said the, had the same avatar and uh, everything, and then. And it was the person who retweeted it was like, oh, it's a legitimate person. Oh, they got it. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I double checked. And yeah, no. Was that person who retweeted it over the age of 45? Because I feel like that happens with the people who are not really in touch with their tech savvy. I you know. think so. I think so. So they, they yeah, they got got. Because uh, as soon as I went to that, that, that Twitter page, it was like, the next tweet was like something absolutely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> oh, I see what happened here. <laughs> you actually need to, what I do is, Woj uh, is the only person I have notifications for. Mm-hmm. So whenever he re- uh, tweets anything, I just get a notification of it. Smart, yeah. smart man. I should do that. Because you, but the only bad thing about it is that you get his retweets, you get the things that, you know, maybe. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. So that it could be a little annoying, but at the same time, all very useful. Yeah, because I mean, of anybody basketball wise, he knows his stuff. Definitely. Um, 
but this was not fake. This that I'm referring to, this Ghostbusters film, this secret, super secret project that already has a teaser that just came out. Um, it doesn't really show you too much other than it's fit like 52 seconds. It's in it. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's seemingly there's a giant barn yeah. shed barn, I guess, barn barn. Yeah. And someone inside the barn is trying to start the, um, uh, the, what are you photon? Yeah. The, the photon yeah, proton yeah. pack or whatever. And then you hear the classic, like, the like startup of that of those proton packs and there's a a vehicle that's underneath the car cover yeah and the wind of course blows it up and what do we see but the ghostbusters classic uh vehicle it's interesting because we're, we're actually talking about this prior of recording is that you know these um when they revamp a series you always gotta take it with a grain of salt because you know yes it's something new it's also going to be something that you're not really um, too familiar with, but it's going to be a whole new take on something that you love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're always going to take those things with a grain of salt. But the thing that really irritates me about this is that you have had to know something or had an idea that this was going to happen, you know, prior of that being filmed or made or whatever the case was. So like to know that, you know, so pretty much we're going to just cancel out that movie that just happened. Yeah, the the 2016 Ghostbusters. And, and that to me is like the biggest kicker because I mean almost as a fan you want to you want to get excited but now I feel like you're kind of hustling me for money mm-hmm. because I mean you're you kind of threw this series at me then yeah, it wasn't terrible. It really wasn't. Like it wasn't like the worst movie you can do, but also if you're just a fan of the series and you want mm-hmm. something that's reminiscent to what that was, like yeah, just give me you, you should just gave me that to begin with instead of kind of playing with my emotions and giving me something new that I might not really take lightly to, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like I said, it wasn't a terrible movie. I'm all for, you know, if it was a male cast all before, you know, just screwing in, give me all female mm-hmm. cast, especially if they're going to have really good actresses. That's fine with me if you're really doing that, but in retrospect, you have had to know something like what was the thing that kind of st- stopped y'all or hinder y'all from mm-hmm. doing this in the first place instead of giving us that movie because if y'all just would have did this first then gave us you know that movie prior mm-hmm. after that because this might be your last one or whatever the case is to end it then fine that's that's totally cool because i mean i talked about it uh earlier that well the uh last episode i believe that mm-hmm. you know Ghostbusters still goes, you know, strong in the comics. Yeah, that's right. The Ghostbusters comic. And so, I mean, the fact that, you know, yeah, this this franchise isn't anywhere close to dying out or anything. I mean, I don't know, I'm not sure if you've seen the Walmart commercial uh, about the whole, like, you can go pick up, you know, your stuff from Walmart. And they had all these classic cars and different things, like, pulling up to Walmart and uh, their stuff. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw that, yeah. And just, just little things like that that's going to be like, okay, we know where that's from. We know what series that is. We're definitely cognizant of what's going on around us but yes like it, it, if you're just a complete fan for this series th- you you pretty much gave them a middle finger by doing this uh, well and i while you were talking it just made me think during the trailer during this like teaser trailer this is a true teaser trailer like mm-hmm. there's just a hint summer 2020 but uh the music that's used is from the library scene from the huh. first one wow what was that? yeah the first good one. year yeah well, I can't take full credit. I read that. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I was like, that sounds familiar. And then someone said, uh, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, so I can't take full credit. I, I mean, <laughs> I could edit this and be, yeah, yeah, yeah I totally uh, got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You should have. You should have that wave. I should have rolled, rolled with it. <laughs> um, but this, this project is being uh, 
directed and worked on by Jason Rettman, Rett, okay. Rett, Rettman, Rettman, uh, which is the son of the director who did the very first mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Um, and apparently Dan Aykroyd's involved and they've said they finally got a story that they really like and he thinks Bill Murray will return. Um, so think so it's not even it's not 100% because my biggest thing is is Bill Murray going to be in Space Jam 2 like that's my biggest concern oh yeah right now. yeah because <laughs> Bill Murray's like he's super picky like but he, also he does things that like really you're in that movie <laughs> he did do Garfield yeah. but in his defense he thought when he got the script he thought it was from the Coen brothers uh, and it was it was a different Coen <laughs> It was a different, totally different Cohen. And then when he signed it, he realized he made a grave mistake. Makes sense. But uh, Bill Murray, and then obviously uh, Harold Ramis won't be returning because mm-hmm. he passed away a few years ago. And then I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I can picture him. Uh, what's his name? The other Ghostbuster that, uh, God, his, his name, Ernie Hudson. Okay. Ernie Hudson. That was the other Ghostbuster. Um, what's funny is all three of them were in the 2016 one. So I know you're, you were about your point about, you know, what was the point of that one? Yeah. What if this is in an alternate, what if that one was happening in an alternate universe and this, the original continuity still remains the same in another universe and they explain it that way? I kind of feel like, or is that a cop out? No, no, it's it's definitely <laughs> not because we just live in a day and age where yes, we is we just totally know there's just so many different universes go, universes going on around us, right? That's what I would do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so we could always just kind of go that direction, but mm-hmm. I, I'm totally fine with that. But it's just that just knowingly that they done that rather than just kind of going in that direction mm-hmm. to begin with. I think in a way it is, but at the same time you can just accept that. You know mm-hmm. that, and that's fine. We don't have to really do that. Or maybe, like you know, for some reason, the cast from the last Ghostbusters kind of show up randomly yeah. throughout the movie. Maybe that would be kind of like the funny kicker. That, that would be fascinating if they ended up doing actually, that. No, actually, I- I'll be okay with that. Though, yeah, right. Like because it's almost like it is. Yeah, the alternate universe thing. So I- I'm totally okay with that. And also, uh, I-, I just wonder what would be reminiscent of the old movie. Yeah, you know, like know. well, what exactly? What actor? What actors or actresses will would decide to reprise some of the roles that kind of came back mm-hmm. from the old movie? So I think that will be always interesting. But who knows? Uh, I think you know you're going to take this with a grain of salt. But I just really feel that if you're a hardcore fan of '80s movies and you know you grew up with that and you really enjoyed that series, you you might be a little bit pissed off to kind of know that they kind of went with this direction to begin with. And there's been rumors for a long time that this movie, like they've been working on a Ghostbusters three for like a no, long, no, long yeah, time. no, no, you're right because and I've then, definitely been hearing about this yeah, before. And they've flipped to the reboot, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't a reboot, and then there was that that video game that came out a few years yeah. ago that did tie, kind of tie in. You were a, a trainee under the the original group. And I think everyone reprised their roles for that too. So mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, I don't know if it's treated as canon or whatever, um, but it's, I don't know. I just, there's options here to, to go with the story and, and how many of them return. Uh, also Rick Moranis, does he come back, finally come back? Remember I, Rick Moranis? I was, I was actually looking at Rick Moranis right now, and I was trying to make sure if he was still alive because I haven't seen him. Yeah, he, like he he called it like he didn't want to be, be in acting anymore, and he kind of stepped away from it. And uh, he turned down a, a a cameo in the 2016 one, and he's starting to now get back into it. So I wonder if he'll be involved in this one. 
Uh, yeah, or Sigourney like, Weaver as well. I, I was just, I was definitely look typing in the uh, the whole cast right now, making sure they're all alive mm-hmm. before I say a name, and <laughs> 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 because you know you kind of lose track of a lot of these people, and that's why you know mm-hmm. I kind of just wonder who would you know reprise a role, who would definitely be down to come back and say like, yeah. hey, let's get the old band back together, type of thing. You know? Exactly. So I don't know. Are you so you're are you excited or are you still kind of like eh, a little annoyed I, i'm annoyed but also like when i see more like viewings of it mm-hmm. and yeah if, if bill murray is still in it and you kind of get a okay dan Aykroyd because last i heard of dan Aykroyd was that he was being very very mean towards like the new snl cast and yeah he was that's right being the old grumpy grandpa yeah. get off my lawn type guy yeah. so what kind of comedy are we going to see? Because think about it too. Like not all your age people are going to be at this movie theater. So like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do to kind of like get the new age involved? But also it would be kind of cool if you're just to be an old man about it the whole time and just kind of make fun of millennials. And that, that mm-hmm. I think that in its own way would be pretty okay. But when you see someone like Bill Murray, that's grown with the times, mm-hmm. that's kind of hard. So I'll get excited whenever I see snippets and stuff. It's like funny that. you mentioned that in part of the description, they did say about getting, I think in the Dan Aykroyd part of it was getting the script to reflect the times for today okay and i wonder how much they like how much do they engage in that do they make fun of millennials and and everything i wonder what they're thinking is you kind of have to right yeah and you have to have a i mean he feels strongly about the story but i mean a lot of times what what happens with the reboot or a, a, a sequel that comes out years later it's like well did we really need it it's like when they did blue brothers 2000 like, yeah it was, it was- it was almost like, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it in a way because I like John Goodman, but in a way, it's just like, oh, that was kind of weird. You know, or was- uh, uh, Dumber and Dumber 2. Yeah. Or Dumber, what was it? Dumber and Dumber? I forget which one. Because there was yeah. that one where they were younger. Harry, That's when Harry met Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. that one, I don't, I, I just, I don't know about that It wasn't that terrible, but yeah, did I really need it? Nah. Yeah. But I, I think some closure for some films is okay, you know? I yeah. think that's why... I, Someone like Jim Carrey was just like, all right, screw it. Even though, what's the other actor? In Jeff that? Daniels. He, I mean, he's been doing a lot more serious stuff. Lately. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he doesn't sure. even do anything close towards that. But the fact that both of them worked down and you know came back kind of, for the like the forty year old version of yeah, it or whatever. Which you know what, something like that, I'm okay with. Like I said, mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure once we start seeing more, like when we get an actual full trailer and understand what's going on and everything, I think a lot of people might grow into it. And yes, if it's kind of reminiscent of what's going on right now and kind of shows their age a little mm-hmm. bit, making fun of like millennials and stuff that's fine i I can probably jump into that do you think it's somebody random in the barn or do you think it's one of them in the barn that's trying to restart the? i'm gonna go with one of them Mm. i'm gonna go with one of them as for right now because it's kind of like what like who else like you know those teasers are kind of like you know those what if scenarios and everything but we just don't know enough to think it'll be somebody else you know it'll be cool to like see if maybe one of them has a child or something or you Mm. know or what can really come with that? Because I really don't believe it'll just be them three to do everything. Like, I think mm-hmm. they'll probably get help from, like, a kid or, you know, someone's, you know, daughter or son. Mm-hmm. Maybe the old cat or well, the cast from the reboot. Maybe that might actually be one of their, you know, <laughs> who knows? You know, like, right. I guess we can only, you know, speculate a little bit. But I think they'll definitely be, there'll be more than just three of them. Yeah. And I, but, and going back to your being annoyed part of it, uh, part of this, the, the annoying part for me is, and I've already seen it is people like already bashing on the last one. Yeah. Because it was all females. It's like, yeah, go back to the original, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, 
I don't want them to feel like they won. They won. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I'm the saying? reason why I'm kind of really more annoyed is because like those people who were kind of like on their pedestal a little yeah. bit trying to like scream and get mad because like I said, I'm all for the recasting, rebranding of any character if mm-hmm. it's done right, of course. Like mm-hmm. if it's kind of still true to nature. But like that, I don't know. I, I feel like that was like the beginning of people starting to really be like bigots about a lot of things, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like certain like characters that weren't even them that was the thing it was like a whole different thing so it wasn't even like they were just like replacing dan Aykroyd and bill murray and ernie hudson it was yeah they were more, in it they yeah. were they were all you know, part of it it, it was just like you know it was his own thing his own standalone thing so that was the thing too with me is that they weren't replacing them it's a whole different thing so that you couldn't really mm-hmm. get mad at but you know people will be people mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm gonna, I'm gonna be excited for ghostbusters it's gonna have to be semi. a build on me because yeah. this, I wasn't a big Ghostbusters person like mm-hmm. growing up. It was definitely like a little after my time. Mm-hmm. I still respected it though. Like I still yeah. understood that like who Dan Aykroyd was, who Bill Murray was. Of course, uh, Rick Moranis. I seen him in everything growing up. Oh yeah, so Honey, I, I mean, the kids. And all yeah, that. yeah, definitely. Oh my God, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors stands out to me so much. But just you know, knowing that you know whole spectrum, just to know who they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respected it, but it still wasn't something I just got out my way to go see. Yeah, no. But I like I said, like if this is a good you know reboot or whatever the case, I'm gonna go see a good movie. You know? Yeah, so exactly. Thing. For sure. Now, something that we know is probably gonna be pretty cool. Uh, Game of Thrones. Ooh. That teaser dropped on Sunday. Didn't really show us. Again, it's still not a, like a, a full-on trailer to highlight what's happening in Season 8. Mm-hmm. But it was, an, again, another teaser, another build-up showing the three main Stark kids, Jon Snow, uh, Sansa Stark, and Arya Stark. And they're kind of walking through the crypt of Winterfell and looking at some of the old, um, like Ned Stark and Lyanna Stark, some of the, the ones who have already passed. And then they approach their own statues in the crypt. Um, and then, of course, we get the 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 ice mm-hmm. coming through and, of course, referencing the Night King coming in. Um, does I mean, again, it doesn't really show us much for season eight, but what it did drop was the, the release date, April 14th. Um, are you do, do you watch a lot of Game of Thrones or are you kind of like? kind of know about it a little bit out of it okay so i'll tell you this i was like i was one of those people on the outside looking in and i was just like all right let me just go ahead and jump into it yeah so my (laughs) my half ass is totally like watched like the first like maybe two seasons or three seasons and then kind of gave up after that (laughs) but i did just jump into the last season like i didn't care what the story was i didn't care that i didn't know diving in yeah because usually you know like hbo does a really good job like that first episode will like highlight everything that happened that Mm -hmm. catches you up a little bit in Mm -hmm. case you forgot so i was like okay i can go from there yeah and i'm really like all about this big action sequences and because of course like there's a lot of commentary there's a lot of back and forth there's a lot Mm -hmm. of talking but of course all of it's still important for the whole build-up and everything but i'm definitely especially and the thing that really gets me about this show is this like this is just a time like or like a time and age that doesn't interest me like i'm just not like a really big like you know knights and castle and you know like Mm -hmm. it's not nothing like that but at the same time it's reminiscent towards that so like nothing like that really gets me like you know willing to go watch it and yeah you, you know you see you see, you know, explicit things, of course, <laughs> and that, what a lot of people like watching. But at the same time, like, it just really didn't catch my attention too much. But I jumped on the hype on season seven. Like, yeah. I, I watched every episode of season seven, and I was, you know, enjoying that. And, of course, the the, the amazing buildup to everything that happened that transpired in, in that. 
I'm going to watch season eight, but I'm not about to go back and watch everything else. So like, I'm that little like consensus of people that care, but didn't really care that much. So yeah. know everything. So for example, like, of course I'm gonna go back and read every comic book of whatever issue or whatever, but this, I'm just like, okay guys, just fill me in. I'm all right with that. Right. I, I want to jump in with y'all, you know? So, <laughs> right. So when it comes to this trailer though, like I'm, uh, I feel very, I wouldn't say complacent because it doesn't, give you enough to really form a mm-hmm. too much of an opinion about what's really going to happen because to me this was just a good way of kind of showing you okay it's going to come out on this day yeah exactly yeah <laughs> we gave you something that you've never seen before uh but as for like little hints and everything because i know you know you see the feather drop you see mm-hmm. a lot of little things that maybe might be reminiscent to you and maybe you might catch little tones here and there but also it being like in a mausoleum of crypts under you know winterfell and everything mm-hmm. I think that goes to show you something already. I think there's there's a lot of tone in there, and why even be in there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not trying to say that those three characters will die, maybe, but I mean, we we don't know. We can only speculate. Mm-hmm. But also, just to know that Jon Snow has already risen already. Yeah. You know, who knows really what that means at this time? And it also those three characters because no love for Bran. Bran's yeah. Bran Stark's related, but yeah. uh, but he's like he's not. I think he he doesn't even recognize that he's a Stark anymore. He's really the three eyed Raven. Like yeah, he, yeah, no, he's no just doubt. his foreseeing self. He's like he's not the same brother that they remember from for the first season that got pushed exactly. out the window. So and and, I, and and I'm not even trying to be funny, but who would actually be carrying him in? <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, that's a whole too, thing. I think there's too many things to really think about that. Maybe he's got you know left out for that reason. But uh, but also the I think a lot of this season is probably going to come down to those three characters and there's going to be a lot told with the three characters and they've always seemed to be the main focal points of the show. I mean, not necessarily in the first season because there was a lot of focus on Ned Stark and others, Mm -hmm. but the thread throughout is the Stark children are really the protagonists of the show, Mm -hmm. particularly these three are the ones that we're kind of rooting for and looking at, um, and all the, Where they, they all go? had like different routes to this. Oh, like, you know, completely so, different routes. Yes. So I, I mean, even when you think about their other brother too, as well. So you think about yeah. all four of their kind of ventures into this, you know, this world, and now they're going to, of course, going to have to come up and now be in a certain place where, in order to survive, yes, yeah, they're, they're going to have to see each other and yeah, kind of exactly. grow, and explore from this. But also, like with the whole, you know, with the with the ice kind of build up. Of course, you know, we know what that definitely means mm-hmm. that winter is here not coming anymore yeah. and death so, is right around the corner <laughs> exactly so I, I think all that is still reminiscent of something that we still don't know yet but you know until of course the season starts and was it going to be six episodes These are six like movies? i think six but it's going to be like movies okay yeah. so i don't know if that means they're going to be two hours a piece or what i don't know and we know how HBO rolls. It's not like there's going to be like a commercial in between. Like once this starts, we're going. We're, we're yeah, we're, to the wall. We're, we're in it. Yeah. And and typically in years past, you would you know you would spend one scene in in Winterfell, one scene in, um, in in, in whatever mm-hmm. in whatever part of the world. But because everyone's pretty much together, I don't think you'll see as much of that. Mm-hmm. You'll see much more of just the group, the Night King. And then whatever Cersei's doing. Yeah. And then maybe a couple other characters here and there. But, I mean, everyone's pretty much together. And things are coming to a head with the Night King crossing the wall from last season. So I mean, then, of course, like, my major thing was the dragon that he now has. Yeah. Which is, like, 
that that changes the game right there. That's game changer. That's so, game changer. So I, I mean, of course, we're going to see a lot of dragon action. I already know. But, oh, for sure. But for but sure. just just the build up and just to know what might transpire. This is all that you need right here. But to me, I think I'm really going to be looking forward to is that what's the whole basis of this just you know this teaser? Because like I said, there has to be a reason why the setting is there and why them three are there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, whenever the series does start, I'm just going to be looking forward to is that what was right in front of our face that we didn't even see prior. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the fun part. Oh, for sure. That's, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited for Game of Thrones. I'm surprised we still haven't gotten necessarily a full-on trailer for season eight. But I don't know if it's because there's just, I mean... There's so much that could be given away. I like that, though, because, I mean, just as, you know, whenever we we go through these trailers and they, they kind of leave in the climax of whatever mm-hmm. movie in there and we kind of already have a heads up of what's going to happen. Batman versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we kind of already know it's going to transpire and that kind of takes away a lot of the fun. So mm-hmm. give me give give us as less as you want. Like, I'm totally fine with that. That's those, a good point. Those, those like a group trailer that's kind of this introing HBO's new series, uh, series together, mm-hmm. like. They had, of course, the Watchmen in there yeah. and like you know little pieces of Game of Thrones, and I was just like, you know, a three second snippet of just whatever show all put together just to highlight HBO. That's totally fine. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, I'm totally okay with that. Just kind of counting as, hey, you kind of saw that, so use that as however way you want to interpret true. that. So that mm-hmm. that you know in its own way is, is fine with me. I mean, same thing. We kind of what I just said with Watchmen. I don't think we know as much as we should know with that. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm okay with just jumping into it and getting submerged and then finding out everything. Yep, me too. I'm excited. Now we don't have a lot of time, but I do want to jump to this before we we ha- we head out. I do. Or I did get a a question. Okay. From a listener. Nice. So we got a. So we're going into the sack. We're going to reach into the sack, David. Are you prepared to reach into the sack? Uh, I'm I'm all in already. So mm. let's, let's, let's go in. Just just go on and reach in on in. Uh, <laughs> Rumble into the sack. Oh boy, uh, we we gotta work on the names. <laughs> but we got a question from John Brown, who said uh, possible sack question. You guys ever watch Into the Badlands on AMC? Love the podcast. Loyal listener since about issue 70. Don't think I've ever heard you guys discuss the show. Well, John, first of all, thank you for the question. And no, we haven't. But it's funny you ask that, John, because I literally just got into Into the Badlands. (laughs) Literally. Just got Into the Badlands. Like when he tweeted this question, I had just finished season two. Wow. (laughs) I've just finished... Um, through the first two seasons, I am w- waiting for. Se- I assume season three is going to come out on Netflix in March, and then season four is possibly on AMC by like April. Yeah, maybe is usually how it kind of rolls. Um, so I'm two seasons in. I really enjoy it. Do, have you watched Into the Badlands? No, but this is actually a series because first of all, I'm a big AMC. You know, anything. AMC fan, yeah, because they they Me do too. really well when it comes to series, and they make really good TV. So this is, has been something that I've been kind of contemplating if I could jump into, but also mm-hmm. I never had anyone to just come to me and tell me, "Hey, you should watch," you know, "Into the Badlands." So yeah. that's so. Thank you, you know, <laughs> thank both of y'all actually for kind of giving me that little extraness to kind of go get pushed into it. But I actually just kind of jumped into something. Uh, yesterday was a premiere of uh, Deadly Class. Yeah, I watched sci-fi yeah. with the I believe the Russo brothers are, are the Russo brothers are like producers on it, yeah. and we got uh oh wow. what's what's his character's name was uh Doctor Strange's uh, right hand man oh uh, Wong. Wong Wong Benedict is like Wong the, yeah is the actual like teacher headmaster of this. or whatever yeah 
it's actually amazing. And I think sci-fi is also pretty slept on when it comes to, you know, a lot of their original programming. Mm-hmm. But I really compare it as sci-fi as the baby AMC uh, in, a, in a sense to where, like, they're not afraid to go to certain places, mm-hmm. especially with Deadly Class, because I think there's, you know, a lot of, uh, of course, like killing and a lot of mm-hmm. things that kind of going on right there. And they have a really, really interesting way because, of course, Deadly, Deadly Class comes from, like, its own, you know, I guess persona and they have a little quarrel back and forth between two characters of what's better between indie comics and regular comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's even a scene where like a character pulls out a gun on the other guy's like, <laughs> man, tell me dark Phoenix is good. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. like it's really interesting in that aspect, but that also fascinating. There, yeah. There's so many good shows out there that kind of get slept on a little bit, but you just also need that kind of push. But as something as simple as what network you're on is a good indicator of what it could possibly be. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah, Deadly Cl- real quick on Deadly Class. Deadly Class feels so much like an HBO show yeah. in a sense, oh, but it's yeah. on sci-fi. Okay, and just the cinematography, like mm-hmm. the little things about it that I was just like, this is shot very well. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a typical sci-fi show. I really think it has a lot to do with the you know, people who are around it and mm-hmm. making it that you know good of a of something to kind of go reach for but also we you know you kind of know the background of it a little bit and kind of get submerged into something like that like mm-hmm. i'm totally fine with like and reinterpreting different things mm-hmm. in different ways so I, i'm this is going to be something that i'm just going to be able to jump into yeah it was funny you mentioned deadly class i watched it on the sci-fi app a few weeks ago because oh, the first okay, episode yeah, was up on out, yeah, yeah it's been out so uh, what time was the uh, episode on last night? It was on last night, but the weird thing is when something's going on or still like it doesn't hit on demand right quick. Right. But yeah, it's it was like delayed. on my on demand, like right after the episode, which is mm-hmm. never you, have, you usually have to wait a day or whatever yeah. the case is. And Sci-Fi gave me the actual episode with no commercials, no interruption. Yeah, that's how it was on the app. And uh, if you want to catch sci- uh, Deadly Class, that's every Wednesday on Sci-Fi moving forward. Uh, last night, January 16th was the premiere. Uh I, I think we both can say recommend that. Yeah. Um, going back to Into the Badlands, um, the first season, six episodes. And then the second season is 10 episodes, I think. Uh, I could be wrong on that, or it might be more. But um, if you love kung fu action type, martial arts type movies, if you love any type of those types of action sequences and gets a little bloody and whatnot, into the Badlands is really cool. It the 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 choreography, fight choreography, is great. Daniel Wu, who's the star, he's I think I believe he's also the choreographer for it. We're starting to see a trend with that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. He does such excellent work with putting the fight scenes in a way to where I don't know. It just they look really cool and they're shot really well. They're not like cut mm-hmm. with a bunch of different edits, and you can see it's Daniel Wu for the most part throughout nice. the whole thing. Um, the the sword plays pretty interesting. It feels like a western, in a sense, because everyone has their sidearm, but it's not a sidearm in in the vein of a gun. It's the sidearm of a of a uh, sword or a nice. katana or something like that. Everyone has their own design. There's a lot of lore to it. Like um, every mark that you get tattooed on you is a person you've killed. Oh, okay. and so Sonny, the main character, is one of the most uh tied it up people right pro- yeah <laughs> proficient uh what they call clippers and so he has all these tattoos on his back and it's a fascinating show and again i've only gotten gotten through the first two seasons some of the acting it, for certain characters is hit or miss for me but overall the lore of everything has really got me cuz it's almost like you got the martial arts tone and 
aspect to it but then there's a steampunk aspect in certain scenes and there's there's all these different like tones and stuff where it's like you have vehicles that work but they do stuff old school you know what Mm. i mean like they have motorcycles but then they do stuff old school and riding horses have swords and I don't know. It's just really, it's I a really my, fascinating sh- show. I think my grandfather might like this show. <laughs> he might, yeah. And, and, uh, I, and again, like I said, I'm not up all the way up on it because I know season three happened last year and I, I haven't watched uh, season three yet. But David, I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. Go check out Into the Badlands. Oh, yeah, because you're actually right. So six episodes, first season, 10 episodes, second season. Mm-hmm. And yes, the. Season three aired on the 22nd of last year, yeah. which, you know, of course means, you know, once four gets, you know, some traction and stuff, that means yeah. three would be out there on the streaming platforms and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can jump into that. Also, see, second season adds Nick Frost, which Nick Frost is hilarious. I love Nick Frost. Oh, Anything yeah, Nick yeah, Frost yeah. does, that's, I'm that's always funny. a fan. And he fights in it, so it's great. <laughs> He's a he's a nimble man, that Nick Frost. <laughs> so, John, uh, yeah, we haven't talked about it because I don't know that Jong has watched it. I don't think he has. How does Nick Frost fight? I've, man, you got to watch it. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I don't think Jong has watched it, but I have been keeping up with it, and uh, I started to, to. So We need to get John, Jong to watch John Wick. We need, yeah, we need to get him to watch John Wick. Then we need to get him to watch Into the Badlands. Then we need him to get to watch Deadly Class. We got a lot of work to do on John. Yeah, we do. Uh, but uh, John, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, if you want to send us a sad question, just tweet at me at producer Mike nine seven five or at John. My name John. Um, you can also email us at comiccastpod at gmail dot com. Um, and we'll try to answer your questions because we're awesome like that because we reach into the sack. And if y'all give me a sack question, I'll, I'll definitely relay that information to yeah. him. So yeah, don't I, I, feel free to uh, message uh, David with a just, sack just question. Make sure if you send me something, anything that has the word sack, you know, at least make sure that you ha- you explain it in a way that I know what you're talking about because, <laughs> you know, that can be very uh, intriguing if someone sends you a sack question. Well, you know, it initially was called Michael Sack. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. But... Uh, we are running out of time for this issue. David, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Again, where can people follow you? Yes, you can follow me at Gacho Dominguez, and that's G-A-C-H-O Dominguez uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and whatever. And also you can listen to the stuff I do with Mr. Uh, mean Gene on the Sports Kings, and you can find the Sports Kings podcast on Google Play, iHeartRadio, iTunes, pretty much everywhere you can find you know podcasts. So listen to that. And we can also catch you on uh, probably the next issue for David Does Comics. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, very nice. Uh, you can follow me again at Producer Mike 975. Uh, you can tweet us questions uh, at Producer, well, at my Twitter handle, <laughs> and then at Jong, at my name, my name Jong, or at Gancho Dominguez. Or you can email us at comiccastpod at gmail.com. There's so much information. Yeah, there, there. is so much. Uh, uh, you can, again, find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And please, when you do, subscribe, rate, It'd be nice. It'd be cool. All the nice things for us. I'll appreciate it. You know, I'll thank you. You've gone this long of listening to our voices that, you know, that's the least you can do. Go ahead and give that five star review. All it takes is a second. You know, that's it. But uh, I guess that's it. So see see you. I cuisine.